On this Aviation special, we sit down with Avixa CEO Dave Labuskas the day they announced the cancellation of Infocom 2020. What that cancellation means to the industry, to the organization, but also to the members. All that and more next on this Aviation special. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is an AV Nation special. Dave Labuskus on Infocom 2020. This is Joe Albright with AV Nation with an AV Nation special. Uh, earlier today, actually, we're recording this on March 30th. Uh, Avixa, the showrunner for Infocom 2020, announced that the June exhibition has been canceled amid the ongoing challenges posed by the COVID-19 pandemic. With me to talk about that decision and what it means for the AV industry is CEO of Avixa, Mr. Dave Labuskas. Welcome, sir. Good afternoon, Tim. Uh, so the, the first question is, is uh, you, you guys mentioned the fact that in, in the, the release that it was not an easy decision. Uh, quote unquote, a decision you did not make lightly, but with careful consideration. How hard was this from an organization? But how hard was it for you as, as the CEO of, of Avixa? That's a, that's a great question. Um, it, it, it was a really hard decision. Um, but but let's, uh, let's just keep a perspective for a moment on the types of decisions that are being made all around the world right now. And, and when we, we start to reflect on the decisions that are affecting the health of our loved ones, um, the weaker parts of our population, the uh, more challenged parts of our society, um, starts to feel pretty selfish to be talking or whining about how hard this decision was for me or for my organization. Um, but I know that's what you want to talk about. And I don't mean to minimize it because no. that's, that's something that, you know, we should share. I just, um, when it got really hard, I just paused and, and thought about what, what are, what are the kinds of decisions people are making right now? And um, this is, this is, this is the definition of a um, contextual decision that um, can become a lot more clear when you think about the larger perspective wrapped around it. Um, so what, what made the decision challenging uh, or difficult? Obviously, it's a, it's a huge event. Um, the um, you know, first word about COVID-19 was at the uh, you know, early January, started to become more clearly an issue by the end of January, certainly impacted us with the ISE show in Amsterdam. Um, on one hand, so what you have is that as the timing extended um, for the outbreak and then ultimately defined as pandemic, um, the the clarity of the condition that the world would be in in June um, be, is 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 clear. The the longer you wait, the clearer your view of mid June. The challenge is the longer you wait, the more wasted money. Um, uh, to be very frank, uh, our exhibitors spend millions of dollars in gathering that community. We host it. We promote it. 
We um, spend countless hours uh, of staff time developing content, um, but so do uh, hundreds and hundreds of volunteers. Um, if we were able to make a good decision earlier, that would be better for everybody. So one factor of the difficulty is timing. Another factor of weighing on this decision is, is the impact of the decision. Uh, and again, uh, there's um, the health and welfare first. And it, it sounds like a platitude now, but um, it's very clear to me who's completely unqualified to make this statement that the world will not be sort of wiping their hands and saying, okay, all good, let's, let's go back to the way it was on Monday by mid-June. Um, we certainly are going to have recurrent phases of this according to all the medical experts. So there's a certain point where you have to say, should we, from a public health perspective, gather this many people together? Um, another part of the impact of this is watching with, with such, you know, such empathy and such, so much pain being endured by our membership, uh, in the live events community with, uh, so many hundreds, thousands of people that they've worked with for years and years and years. And, and their business went from booming to zero cash flow. My, our event it, it could bring some of those people back to work. Um, and, and there are people that that's, that's a part of the desire and temptation to carry it forward. Um, if in fact we are on the other side of this by the time the show opens, what a great opportunity for everybody to get back together, right? What an, what an opportunity to, to really celebrate that AV can change the way people experience the world like we are every day right now. Um, so all of that, uh, the, the emotions of my team, people that have been working on this show for over a year, all of that, weighed in. I, 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 don't, I don't have to sit somewhere in an empty room and make a decision like this on my own. We have uh, an extraordinary team. We um, communicated with uh, our exhibitor advisory committee. Uh, I communicate with our board. Uh, we work through the various different factors. We explored all kinds of options in this regard. But um, when faced with ultimately um, all of the options and most of what I just described to you, the, the decision became clear. Uh, and then it was a matter, I'm so proud of Joey and my marketing team and my operations team. They, you know, the same strength of execution that's demonstrated each year in June with the execution of the show was demonstrated with the communications about this. Yeah. Talk for a second. You mentioned the stakeholders. You mentioned the the exhibitor uh, committee. The number of people, the number of different types of people from the AV industry. And I want you to highlight this for a second for me, for our listeners to understand the number of different people and the different avenues that came to this decision. Exhibitors certainly, right? You have over a thousand, uh, twelve hundred, I think, roughly uh, exhibitors on a yearly basis. The board, which is made up of all different facets of the industry. 
uh, from technology managers to live staging and events folks to their um, to uh, manufacturers. Talk for a second the importance of having those different voices and those different uh, opinions uh, to to help make this decision. Infocom is Avixa's property, right? But but Infocom is the AV industry show, um, and uh, when 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 you're weighing a decision like this, you you need to you need to get as much information from as many perspectives as you can get. Um, so, you know, we have a communications team that's monitoring the sentiment in social media. We have a, um, a expo team that was calling our largest exhibitors. Um, everybody, uh, even today, uh, as, as I watched some of the social media feed after the announcement was made, I mean, everybody wanted this show. So did we want this show. Um, but I think what, what we owed to our community was to make a decision that could um, bring as much lemonade out of these lemons that, that could, you know, minimize the exposure and commitment. I, I put in my letter and honestly, I've written so many letters. I'm not sure if this is one that went publicly or not, but you know, show uh, we don't we don't get to think about Infocom as a show that started starts in mid June. Um, I mean, the, some of those some of those stands that are at that show, well, some of them were built for NAB uh, and get moved. Some of them are already thousands, tens of thousands of dollars into design and um, getting constructed. And we have exhibitors from around the world that um, were are putting gear on ships to get here uh, and don't know if they're going to be able to fly here. You, you know yourself, there's, there's a thousand exhibitors. That means there's a thousand marketing campaigns that are starting up to drive people to those booths, to, to their happy hour, to this meeting or to that meeting, to schedule appointments. Um, we, didn't, we didn't really get to look at just the environment in June and do our best guess there. We had to hear from people, how do we, how do we make this the least bad for everybody? And how do we, how do we let those dollars go to good use, right? The, I think regardless of who you listen to, this, this is going to have a longer impact to us than from when we get a green light all clear, you can go back out to dinner. Um, it takes longer to start back up this economy uh, than it does to shut it down. Unfortunately, I guess we're learning that. I'm sure that everybody's going to do what they can to start it back up, but we also need to make sure that we help position our membership to, to recover from this. Again, it, from the outset, I just, it feels very selfish to be talking about how hard this decision was when, you know, I have friends in the industry that are deciding whether or not to lay everybody off or to furlough them or to try to hold on to half of them and put their house at risk. Um, this, this is, yes, this is an impactful decision. Um, if it was a wrong decision, it's because it makes it harder for those people to recover more quickly. I mean, we don't do shows just for the fun. We do shows because they're a key part of positioning product and developing market. But it is, but you, you're also making financial decisions on, on people's livelihoods. You mentioned the fact that 
that there are folks that are involved in this in this show that you know this is what they do for a living and, and they're also you know impacted as well so it, it is i mean I'm, I'm not trying to to not help you make yeah. it because it's not it is a, a a hard decision um you know it's not a medical it, it is a medical decision but it's not life and death mm -hmm. um but you are you know dealing with people's well-being um you and i uh, last time you and i saw each other in in, in real space in real life was in amsterdam um, and you mentioned the fact that the first, the first word of this we heard was early January, early to mid January, uh, Mike Blackman, the, 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 uh, the young man that, that runs ISE, uh, for, for you guys. And you, Evixo owns he's older than me. I, well, you're young too. So we're all young. <laughs> Just try in here, dude. All right. Um, he had, he had what at the time seemed to be a, a hard decision, right? Uh, at the time and with the information that, that we had, uh, Mike and his team um, decided to go ahead with, with ISE. I will still hold that based on the information we had at that time, it was the right decision, right? You guys and, and, him, and Mike and his team allowed folks that if they didn't feel comfortable, they didn't have to come and they, they worked with that, right? A couple of manufacturers did. Several said, you know what, we're sending everybody. So it was, there, was, there was two different field you know, thoughts there. During that week, Mobile World Congress canceled, flat out canceled. Um, a number of shows started postponing and this, that, and the other. The last time you and I saw each other, I want to say it was the, the 12th or 13th of, the, of that week. This is the 30th of, of March. That was six weeks ago, Dave. Yeah. Somebody sent me an email this morning that said, uh, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to destroy the quote, but it, I'll, I'll get the message across. That said, uh, there are decades that go by and nothing happens. And there are weeks that go by and decades happen. Um, I'm not sure who to ascribe that to. Um, but uh, yeah, this is, this is a period of weeks that decades are going by. Um, you know, and um, I, I, think, I think we did a great job in making the decisions we made around ISC. I think we also uh, were beneficiaries of some luck and timing in that as well. Um, Infocom has, um, we've, we had a show in March in Beijing uh, planned that's now delayed to September. Uh, we had a show in Bangkok in May that is now uh, delayed to July. Um, we had a show in Sydney in August that is delayed. We had a show in Sao Paulo in May that's delayed to October. We're not, we're not alone in um, Infocom North America's show. Um, the, the, the world is doing this, which goes back to the pain that's being created for our live events members and, and, and our partners, right? I mean, we've worked with the hotels in Vegas and Orlando for decades. We've worked with Freeman for decades. Um, we've worked with the LV Convention Center and uh, Orlando Convention Center for decades. These are, these are all partners and, and, um, and, and people that um, are, are faced with this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's hard. Uh, the pace of it's been, been unimaginable. It absolutely has. It absolutely has. Uh, you mentioned something that I want to come back to that real quickly because um, be before I let you get out of here, the, the postponement, right. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and it, it's, it's, it's very odd, but it was just two weeks ago that the NAB canceled. 
mm. uh, and then a week ago that they that they, that they postponed and then they canceled it. And and I know that words matter here. You mentioned the fact that Beijing has, has been postponed and, and you know Sao Paulo and um, uh, Singapore. The announcement today says cancels mm -hmm. 2020. Mm -hmm. Why why the decision to say that that the June show, the North American show, was canceled and not possibly postponed? Yeah, I mean, that's part of the decision-making process, right? Uh, in addition to considering whether to cancel or not cancel, there's there's really option C, which is to postpone. Um, that has a whole other layer of variables wrapped around it. Um, the timing of it, the other show calendar, simply the practicality of it. Um, the, the Infocom show, when you look at gross space, meeting rooms, et cetera, is about a million square feet. Uh, it's probably not shocking to you that there's not a lot of convention centers in North America sitting around with vacancies for uh, a million square feet throughout a calendar year, even a normal calendar year. Um, you, you layer into that that it's, it's not, again, the week of the show, but our exhibitors are in there for seven to 10 days before the show, building up those booths. Um, so you, you have to look at whether or not there's a feasibility of postponement. Um, and then uh, you weigh through, okay, well, is there an option B and a half, right? Where, well, we'll do a half of the show or we'll, you know, we'll just bring this piece in. And um, those who have known me, worked with me, I mean, you, you, I, we will compromise to deliver on our mission um, most effectively, but uh, you reach a point where there just was, there was not, there was just no real practical option for a postponement. There just, there just wasn't. We certainly looked for that. Um, there's huge costs involved with that as well. I mean, if you were to, to move to another city, um, you don't have a hotel block. You don't know the convention center to be able to lay out for 1,200 exhibitors where their booths are going to be. Um, so, I, I mean, the 2020 show, uh, I mean, the booth layout for that was done in February, March, maybe of last year, not, not this year. Um, it's, uh, you just can't, you can't move a show this big. You can move smaller shows. Um, you know, I remember at one point during this talking to my wife saying, well, you know, it'd be nice if we had a show that was big enough that I could just pick a different hotel to put it in a ballroom for. Um, so it's the good and the bad of having a successful show. No, oh, it is. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, as we wrap up here, um, give you the opportunity just to say anything you want, uh, to our audience, to the industry. Um, in, in this difficult time as an industry, not, not talking about the cancellation of the show, but all of us uh, are going through some difficult times. And you mentioned the fact that there are a number of folks who are weighing the difficult task of furloughing or, or laying off employees. There are manufacturers that are looking at supply chain issues. Um, all of us in this industry are being impacted by this. So if you had a moment and you wanted to say anything to the industry, what would that be? Be strong, um, be kind, um, maintain perspective, uh, celebrate that suddenly we don't have this sense that we should create an illusion between our life with pets and our life with the office. Um, it's all uh, people. Uh, we've read lots of comments about um, it 
as we recover from this, it'll be the, the loyalty you had um, to and from your customers and your teams. Um, I call that, I, I call that being people and, and surviving this together. And let's, let's focus on what's important on, on helping each other on uh, ensuring that the good work that other companies are doing is enabled um, with our solutions, our technology. Let's not, let's not waste time saying I told you so, or I didn't tell you so let's, let's focus on getting everybody through this, helping people evolve, helping people um, survive. And then um, let's be, let's be really comfortable with celebrating uh, that we survived it once we have um, and, and move forward. Avixa is here. Um, uh, I, we, we are still very interested in hearing how we can continue to serve our mission. Um, know that we have all of our education online available to anyone anywhere in the world um, for free. Uh, tomorrow I have instructors starting distance learning that is for free, except for we're charging $200 because it's six classes. I want to make sure that somebody shows up actually attends all of them because I only have so many seats. Um, let, let's, let's celebrate all of the magic that will come out of this and, and keep our focus on helping each other through it while we're in it. Absolutely. That's good words there. Be kind. I like that. All right. Dave Labuska, CEO of Avixa. Thank you for your time, sir. Thank you for yours, Tim. And if anybody wants to get a hold of you or Avixa, how do they do that? Uh, they can get to us at www.avixa.org. I am uh, dlabuskus at avixa.org, and I tweet at David Labuskus. Yes, he does, just for the record. That is all his tweets. <laughs> they are indeed. All right, thank you so much, sir. Uh, for us, for Aviation, go by our website, aviation.tv. That's aviation.tv. You will find programs like this as well as a host of others. Also, our entire coverage of COVID-19. So all that and more at aviation.tv. Aviation.tv. Aviation.